Once again, though, let's get back on subject here. Mike Valeni is your father figure. No, he is not. You love Valenti. Like, remember, you were swaggerjacking some of his his bits. That's who you get your swag off of. Not a father figure. Let us be your sports father figure on our podcast with swag on SoundCloud and iTunes at WXUTs after further review. Welcome back to 88.3 WGTs after further review here with David the Man of God Harris. And we talk a little bit about should NBA players play in pro-ams? As you, as you heard the news, Chet Holmgren is out. Chet Holmgren, that's right, second number, number two pick in the draft for the Oklahoma City Thunder was trying to contest a shot from LeBron. James actually watched it on NBA.com and uh he has a foot injury I think it's a Lindsay foot injury or something and I'll look it up more to give you more details and he's out for the season so the question is should players be playing in these pro-ams and David brought up you know this, this topic for a while their players didn't play in these pro-ams so basically the, the, the pro-ams are these leagues they don't I don't think they do Rucker Park anymore uh, but you know Kobe Bryant just you know rest in peace in his birthday was just recently and also you know 824 people you know symbolize that but uh he was in the drew league about 11 years ago uh i think hit a game winner i think him and james harden were on the same team and then he was also before that i think eight years before that played in the rucker park in 03 i believe and every once in a while players show up to these pro-ams uh just recently um demar DeRozan and king james were in the drew league and then they had the crossover league with jamal crawford's league uh, up in seattle um, they got some guys, Donovan Mitchell, down in the Miami Pro League. So just just a bunch of pro-ams going on, and players are playing in them. Uh, but, David, what's your thoughts of them playing in these leagues? Yeah, so, so as you mentioned, Chad Holmgren um, had gotten a Liz Frank injury. Liz Frank, yes. A lot of people are saying, oh, you know, the jokes went around. On, you know, uncouth, you know, this is what happens when you try to guard LeBron James. He injures you. Obviously, not that kind of class that we don't. I mean, it was it really it was a freak accident. I mean, it could have happened. He really wasn't guarding him. He was just kind of backing up, trying to contest it a little bit, and basically just came down. Came down. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, there was a lot of chatter about that on the internet, as usual. There's always chatter about something on the internet. Yeah, and so as I was thinking about that and reflecting upon that, and doing a little bit of research, you know. So apparently one of the issues that people had with the crossover league, which is where it happened, Jamal Crawford's league, is that there were reports that the floor was a little bit too slippery. And so could that have contributed to the injury? I think for me, I understand both sides. So you have the players saying um, this is an opportunity for some of these kids in these cities that don't get a chance to really see basketball or be able to have the chance to go to an NBA game to see some of their favorite players play for free um, in some of these smaller gyms with the professionals, semi-pro, um, inter- sometimes international players or players with collegiate basketball experience but not NBA experience, kind of get a chance to go up against the quote-unquote best of the best. But I think that's also where 
I fall on where I'm thinking maybe they shouldn't play in these programs because there's always going to be a situation or circumstance, even if it's not going up against a LeBron James where you have some pro-am player who tries to go too hard because they're going up against an NBA player and then an injury could happen, something you know, something were to happen to the NBA player where there's no liability or you can't sue the, you know, the program player, but everyone tries too hard and kind of understanding that, yes, we're playing up against an NBA player, but in a situation like this, which is a freak accident, what about the next freak accident where if you're trying to defend a player in your program, you're someone that's really trying to test yourself and use this as a quote-unquote proving ground for yourself. Um, I like I don't know if programs, while it's good for the fans, is it good for the players? Is it good for – obviously it's not good for the front offices. We see the Thunder trying to now get a disabled player exemption and try to recoup some of that money for the roster spot because they lost Chet Holmgren. Like, could you do something that's not in a program environment within, like, NBA courts, NBA venue regulation? I don't know how you would regulate that other than doing something that's sanctioned by the league, which is anti to doing it for free. True. Yeah. If, it's if, just, it's, if it's, it's league sanctioned, if it's, if, it's, if it's league sanctioned, I'm sure the, the players are going to want um, to be paid. I, but I but I but I look at it this way. You 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 have to understand that if you're a hooper, you want to hoop. You can't be afraid to go hoop. And I, the front office obviously they're looking at it from the money aspect. You know, hey, you know, we we're paying these dudes some money. We we want our assets to be playing uh, during when it counts when we're actually giving them the checks. But at the same time, though, you're also kind of glad to see that at least those guys are actually hooping and trying to get better at their craft. And it's not in a controlled environment. You're going to go play. Things like this are going to happen. I mean, some people would say that Chet Holmgren was going to be injury prone anyway because um, he's seven he's foot. So, he's and so skinny. He, right, he's so skinny. And most seven footers have foot problems. That 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 does happen. Um so it could have happened in summer league. So if it happened in summer league, is that any better? Because some people would say, you know, after two or three years, once you establish yourself as a player, they don't want you going to summer league. They want you to get hurt. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, hoopers hoop. So whether or not you don't see me hooping or not. Now, there was there, there was some things that were kind of, I think, not very well prepared like I said, I watched, as you do know, I don't know if anyone knows the backstory about this, but the the game was called off after the second quarter or in the middle of the second quarter because the floor conditions were bad. I guess there, what happened was the league is it's streamed. It's live streamed. No, no announcers, just live stream. You can watch it. And I think they got two or three games in before that one, before LeBron showed up. No, no problems. Uh, it was, I guess, very hot up there in Seattle. The air conditioning wasn't bad, but... Uh, it, it once LeBron and their teams, the, the stars showed up, the gym got more packed. And as you know, when hot and cold air mix with each other, with the, the fans bringing up the temperature in, in the gym, and I think mixed with some of the air conditioning, condensation was getting on the floor. 
and players were slipping all over the place. So that was already a um, a concern. Another concern was it was too many people on the on the baseline. Basically, you couldn't inbound the ball. You had to inbound the ball in the in play. And, you know, people wanted to come out and see them and everything. But that was really an ankle injury waiting. I'm thinking to myself, you know, you got to get cats off that baseline. I mean, the, the players, you know, you go and you dunk and then your momentum takes you past the backboard. And there's people literally right behind the backboard. So I said somebody could have stepped on someone's foot or could have got grabbed or either ran and hurt one of the bystanders that was watching. I mean, it, it was really not conducive to to. Uh, really a safe environment and then the condensation which I think the gym was fine the first three games with just more of the people coming in there and I understand they wanted to see people in there and then people were saying well how come they didn't go to a bigger venue well you already know that the venue was going to tax your head for the game because LeBron's coming they know more fans are going to come and it's just greedy 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 and clout 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 chasing um but it, 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 it the, the security the security wasn't all the way there either. Um, it, it, you could tell it was a lot different than the Drew League. It looks like the Drew League has experience with superstars being there, containing the fans. Con- they were telling the fans, you know, go up, sit in your seats. They had to say that several times. Like I said, I watched the game. There was fans literally rushing the court to get on um, uh, with LeBron James to see him, which is an- another scary thing. Because we don't know what people's intentions are. You see a lot of you know stuff talked on the internet. You know, are you really a fan that's you know crazy to see LeBron and you know great to be in his presence, or are you one of those fans who is the true definition of a fanatic that's crazy as heck and will try to do harm to the player? So they they the game was delayed a little bit because people wouldn't get off the court, and then during the warmups, and I had showed it in one of my stories that you know. LeBron's in the warm-up line and people are coming up to him and people have to go and grab fans to get away from him. You know, like, hey, what's up? They want to touch him. It's like, you know, hey, guys, you know, you know, he you know, he gave high fives to the, the young kid. I think he signed a few things. But when the game is starting to starting to go, we're about to put on the show, get off the court. You know, there was one guy that came out off the sideline and went to go talk to LeBron. Someone had to go over there and, and grab him. It just seemed like, you know, they just thought it was going to be, you know, LeBron's going to show up. And you got to understand, you got to have security teams. I've, I've talked to guys that actually hang around athletes. Like I know a guy um, that kind of hangs around Aaron Donald, you know, his brother Archie Donald went to Toledo. But he was telling me that, you know, he went to a, an event. I forget where he was at. Might, might have been L.A. This guy travels a lot. And uh, he was there with celebrities and high profile athletes and almost everyone has a security team it, it's crazy it's a room of 100 people he said and he was one of the 100 and he said it was probably a good 10 celebrities probably about 10 either celebrities or high profile athletes in the room and then with them you had to add at least three or four security, maybe five security people around them. So basically you had these 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 these, these high profile people in there, but then also what made up the room was the security team. I mean that that's how crazy of a world they live in. And it just didn't seem like really they the, the, the Jamal Crawford and them took that into consideration. And then like I said, you know, they were telling the fans you gotta get in your seats, sit down. Some fans went up there 
but it was like people were just trying to get a piece of you know, of it and get into the action. And I think part of the reason why also the condensation was was that uh, th- th- there was no airway path or anything. You know, you know how most gyms are. The gym could be a little air conditioned, but the hallways obviously outside the gym are air conditioned, and people were blocking the doors. I mean, that's literally how packed this gym was. Um, so I-, I think if it would have been probably handled a little bit better with security and everything like that, it would have went off with the hitch. Um, injuries do, are part of the game and they do happen. And I mean, like I said, that's unfortunate for Chet Holmgren. Uh, hopefully he gets through the season. Hopefully it's not something that affects his career or lingers in his career. You never want to see that because I want to see he's a really talented individual. Um, but yeah, I, I I think though this will change it up a little bit where it'll go back to the old ways where if you're a star there might be some provisions in your contract where, and I do, I've heard, I have heard that there are provisions in certain athletes' contracts where if you 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 play in games, you know you you can play, but here's the risk: if you get hurt, you don't get some of your your, your salary. And, and and back in the day, there was some players that wouldn't play in these programs because they knew that if I get hurt, if it's not something that's sanctioned by the NBA or anything like that, yeah, you can go and play, but. Be careful if you end up being out for the season, we're going to recoup some of your money. Um, that's just like with them also saying, you know, provisions of stuff that could be considered dangerous in their contract, like riding motorcycles. You know, if you if you if you ride, you know, Jason Williams or Jay Williams, you know, got lucky with the Bulls. You know, his career pretty much ended because he was on a motorcycle. Um, they ended up paying him some of his, his salary, but there's I've, there's been stories that I've heard where teams say, look, this was in your contract. You weren't allowed to be doing ski-doos and you know, this and this and this and that was considered dangerous to your health, and this could void the contract. And some teams would just say, you know, look, you, you didn't go by these provisions. We're not paying you. So, you know, yeah. when you're paying an asset millions of dollars, life starts to change. Yeah, and it kind of just thinking about, and particularly thinking about the Drew League and then the crossover, if you looked up kind of the publicity when LeBron um, said that he was going to be playing up in that arena, you knew that it was going to be packed. And uh, looking through the research, and Jamal Crawford addressed the condensation issues about why the court was slippery. Apparently, someone had pulled the fire alarm, so that made the, jo- the doors of the gym be closed. So... You know, that hot box, you got thousands and thousands of people in a gym at Seattle Pacific University, which is, it's not going to be, you know, there was one article I was reading, you know, not the same quality of NBA crews mopping the floors, making sure, like, this happens. But then it's also, like you said, basketball is basketball. It's unfortunate that in a place that got so packed, that it affected, um, like, all the humidity and the condensation affected the court and then what happened to Chet Holmgren. But, I mean, that's what happens when you have a LeBron James, a Jason Tatum coming to play. You have all these top-tier draft picks, all these veterans, all these recognizable names that people want to see that, that are going to drive in a lot of, kind of fans that want to get the, you know, the 15 seconds talking to the players, seeing the players. But yeah, you just never know. This could happen. Injuries happen anytime. And it's unfortunate that it happened in a platform there, but 
if this were to happen at the local, you know, YMCA, or if this were to happen, which we see injuries happen all the time in summer league, where that is an NBA sanctioned, you know. Right, right. Like okay. I said, like, hoopers are going. Hoopers are going to hoop. Period. They just, they just, they just are. Um, but I, I do still also think too that we're running out of time here. That it does suck that the ticket prices now for professional sports is is, is out of control and it, 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 it you know the players I, I think I do give them a little bit of credit that you're going to these events so that fans that normally can't afford to see you get a chance to see you up close and personal um so I mean that that's something that maybe the the NBA and the NFL and all these professional leagues should be looking at because like I said it, it was a circus there um other pro-ams I've seen where it's it's a little more more controlled now obviously you know, some of the other programs don't have the celebrity of like a LeBron James. Now, also, you got to remember, Seattle is also a basketball crazy town. And it's, you know, it's starving for a team. It used to have an NBA team. So that, I think that's also what made it really wild. Um, but, you know, they've had other NBA players up there as well. You know, Isaiah Thomas is from there. Jamal Crawford's from there. And they don't really. Kyrie Irving went there years ago as well. But the crowd was just there for LeBron, which he played awful. Um, he he had a really bad game. He didn't play well at all. Um, but Jason Tatum though did. He played. He 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 balled out. So it was almost looking like it was a passing of the torch game to me. Yeah, I mean, programs partially for the fans. You know, you have the players getting their like the pro players getting their workout in, getting their regimen. Kind of, I don't want to say like shutting the rust off because they're always playing. But just out there having fun, you just get the little one-on-one matchups that we see sometimes. But yeah, at the end of the day, it's about the fan experience and just the pro-am aspect of this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for some of the best of the best of the best to play in a in an arena on a court for you know the Joe Schmo every person, but. Do I think that it's going to be the end of the programs? No. Do I think that, the, like you said, the NBA and league players and owners are going to try to put stuff in closets just to make sure that if something happens that it's, quote-unquote, not sanctioned by the NBA, that they're going to try to recoup money? Absolutely. But, yeah, mm-hmm. the program is going to happen. We'll probably see the LeBron and the Drew League playing next to Bronny next year. Right. Well, well, uh, that's another thing, and you know, the, we could we could talk a lot of things about um, uh, <laughs> uh, Bronny and that had a good dunk, and Skip Bayless just ripping on him and everything. It'll 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 be it'll be interesting, and we, we that's another topic for another day, though. But uh, David, we had another great show. Frank Vashner will be back next week, Labor Day weekend coming up, man. But what do you got planned for this weekend, man? Uh, just. Last round of preseason football, and then the college football season starts in earnest. I mean, September is here. Ooh, cannot believe it. Yeah, I know. It, week, you don't count week zero, do you? No, I don't. I don't count week zero. It, it starts with week one. Period. <laughs> okay. Well, David, enjoy the weather. It's supposed to be hot around these parts. Sunday and Monday. I don't know about you, though. Yeah, it's going to be a hot one, rainy one later in the week, but 
perfect perfect weather to go out and throw the little pigskin around. Well, that is true. Enjoy that because pretty soon it'll be cold. Yeah. Winter's the best time. Yeah, good perfect for throwing the football around. That's right. Good stuff again. Once again, we'll post up your uh, NFC and AFC South divisional preview, man. All right. One, two divisions down, two more left to go. Yeah. Be, we'll be done by right before the season starts, actually. Pretty good. Perfect timing. All right, man. Take Perfect it easy. Timing. All right. See you next week. That was David the Man Guy Harris here. Once again, Frank Vashner had other obligations. He wasn't here in the, the new studio. Got the new studio. Ooh, love it. Better than the old one. And we listen to Nate, production of 88.3 WTs. After further review, uh, make sure you always, like I said, check us out on social media. Getting a lot of plays. Thanks once again to Chris Schultz calling in from Friday Night Victors as well. Got 60, almost 70 plays on his. Um, but. We're always on 11.30 to 1.30 here on 88.3 WXUT. And then if you missed the show, we always have our segments on SoundCloud and Apple iTunes. That's WXUT's After Further Review. We're also on Twitter, AFR Sports Show, and WXUT's After Further Review on Facebook. We'll have the live feed up there for the whole show if you missed it. Also, we'll post um, the SoundCloud bits. And when the NFL season comes around, we got the NFL Hiccup. Also saw Tim today from Tim and Vicky's show, Theme Park. Really good show. Make sure you check us out. It'll be all new shows because next week uh, school starts, but pretty soon it'll be trickling in new DJs and new shows coming in on 88.3 WXUT for Frank and David the Man of God here. I'm Derek Lawson. We'll see you when you see you. Peace. Enjoy some of Week Zero's uh, college football and we'll be back next week for Labor Day weekend.